Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Inshallah, continuing with our series, exploring the concept of peace, tranquility, and serenity in the Qur'an. Today we're going to visit a passage of the Qur'an that is very well known to a lot of people. It's a passage that we hear quite often mentioned within khutbah and different lectures, usually around the time of Dhul-Hijjah around the days of Hajj. This is the passage from Surah number 37, Surah Al-Safat. Beginning with ayah number 83, this is the passage that talks about Ibrahim, Khalilullah alayhi salam. And while it does have a very strong significance and relevance to the occasion of Hajj, to many of the nusuk, many of the rituals that are performed at Hajj and the days of the Hijjah overall. I wanted to address this passage here as a part of this series because the passage makes mention of something very powerful. I'm going to go through the passage. It's a little bit of a lengthy passage, but we'll go through it kind of quickly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after talking about the Prophet Nuh alayhi salam, in ayah number 83, surah number 37, Allah says, wa inna Ibrahim salam was of the same faith that the Prophet Nuh salam was. He came to his Lord with a devout heart, with a heart that was submitted and devoted to Allah. When he said to his father and to his people, what are y'all worshipping? They used to worship idols. How can you choose false gods and not worship the true God who is Allah? What is your what are your thoughts about the true Lord, the true God, who is the master and the creator and the sustainer of all the worlds? He looked up at the stars 
as a reflection upon the greatness of the creation of Allah. And there's another passage in Surah Al-An'am that talks about that reflective process that he shares with his people. Would you worship the stars? Well, they're, they're not permanent. Would you worship the moon? What is the moon? It's not visible during the day. Would you worship the sun? Well, the sun sets in the evening. And he was trying to share that reflective process with them to show them the error and the folly of their ways. In ayah number 89, Allah tells us, فَقَالَ إِنِّي سَقِيمٌ He, they were having a carnival, Allah mentions in a different surah, in Surah Al-Anbiya, they were having a festival. He did not join them, he said, I'm not feeling well. فَتَوَلَّوْا عَنْهُمْ مُدْبِرِينَ So they left him behind and they went on to the festival. فَرَاغَ إِلَىٰ آلِهَتِهِمْ Then Ibrahim went to the temple where they used to worship the idols. And he said to the idols, just again, that reflection, أَلَا تَأْكُلُونَ do you not eat? مَا لَكُمْ لَا تَنْتِقُونَ Do you not speak? فَرَاغَ عَلَيْهِمْ ضَرْبًا بِالْيَمِينَ And he basically lifted his right hand and he started breaking and smashing the idols. Like Allah tells us in the Qur'an, فَجَعَلَهُمْ جُذَاذًا إِلَّا كَبِيرًا لَهُمْ لَعَلَّهُمْ إِلَيْهِ رَجِعُونَ He left a big idol and he put the weapon, that the, the instrument, the tool that he used to smash the idols, he put that around the neck of the largest idol so that they would have to come back and deal with this logically. When the people came back, they basically attacked him. He said, you want to, you're upset with me? Be upset with yourselves. You worship that which you carve out of your own hands. Allah created you and everything that you do is under the command and the jurisdiction of Allah. They said, build a huge fire and let's throw him into the fire, make an example out of him. They wanted to harm Ibrahim. But Allah ultimately humiliated those people who wished harm upon Ibrahim And in Surah 21, Surah Al-Anbiya, Allah tells us what happened, that they tried to throw him into this fire. Allah commanded the fire to become cool and safe and peaceful for Ibrahim Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fast forwards the story of Ibrahim And he tells us about Ibrahim now as a grown man with a family, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about him, وَقَالَ إِنِّي ذَاهِبٌ إِلَىٰ رَبِّي سَيَهْدِينَ He left his people and he said, I will go to my Lord and my Lord shall show me the way. Now many decades pass. Ibrahim alayhi salam is a prophet and a messenger of God, Khalilullah. He's preaching and teaching the message of Allah. His, him and his wife, uh, Sarah, and then now his second wife, Hajar, they have not been able to have children. And he, with you know, great ache and pain in his heart, he turns to Allah and he says, Rabbi habili minas salihin. O Allah, please grant me a righteous child. Halim. And Allah says that we gave him the good news that you will have a very patient and a remarkable son. فَلَمَّا بَلَغَ مَعَهُ Now when the boy grew old enough to the point where he would accompany his father on his errands, he would, you know, go wherever his father was going. 
Ibrahim alayhi salam has a dream. And the dreams of prophets are revelation. They are instructions from God. That's why the Prophet said, Tanamu aynaya wa la yanamu qalbi. While my eyes rest, my heart never rests. The hearts of the prophets are always alive and awake and connected to Allah. He says to his son, who he longed for, prayed for, dreamed about having this child. Qala ya He said, my dear beloved son, inni arafil manam. I have seen in a dream, anni adbahuk, that I am to sacrifice you for the sake of Allah. Fangur madha tara. What do you think? What are your thoughts in regards to this? This is Ismail alayhi salam. He himself will grow up to be a prophet of God, as Allah tells us. Qala ya abati. He said, dear father, if'al ma tu'mar. Do as you have been commanded to do by Allah. Satajiduni insha'Allah min as-sabirin. You will find me to be patient and committed. فَلَمَّا aslama. Now both of them submitted to Allah, to the will of Allah. We both will play our parts. We both will do whatever is asked of us, whatever is needed of us, in order to please our Lord. They had decided and prioritized the love of Allah above the love of anyone else. وَتَلَّهُ لِلْجَبِينَ And then he lays his son down on the ground like an animal is laid down for sacrifice. And Allah tells us, وَنَادَيْنَاهُ أَنْ يَا Ibrahim. And then Allah called out to Ibrahim salam directly. قَدْ صَدَّقَتَ الرُّؤْيَا You have fulfilled the dream. You followed through. إِنَّا كَذَلِكَ نَجِزِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Now we will show you how we reward those who are devoted to Allah, who excel in goodness. This was the ultimate test. And we spare the life of Ismail by commanding you to sacrifice an animal instead. And this became known as the great sacrifice that is commemorated till today at the occasion of Eid al-Adha. Where billions of Muslims around the world offer that sacrifice. As the Prophet said, Sunnatu Abikum Ibrahim. This is the honor, the devotion of your spiritual forefather Abraham. And Ibrahim forever became immortalized as someone to be admired by future generations. There are millions of Ibrahims around the world today. And the Qur'an mentions him time and time again. And we all admire him and look up to him. And then Allah tells us in ayah number 109, Salamun ala Ibrahim. And then Allah sent his peace, his tranquility, serenity, upon the heart of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Allah says, كَذَلِكَ نَجِزِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ This is how we will always reward those who excel in doing good. إِنَّهُ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And he was from our faithful servants. And not only is this a reward of the hereafter, not only is this a promise of the afterlife, but also in this dunya, when Allah sends His peace and His tranquility and His blessings upon someone, then even 
their life in this world becomes a preview of heaven. Allah tells us, وَبَشَّبْنَاهُ بِإِسْحَاقَ نَبِيًّا مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ Not only did we spare his first son Ismail and make him a prophet of God, but we gave him another son, Ishaq, and we made him a prophet as well. وَبَارَكْنَا عَلَيْهِ وَعَلَىٰ إِسْحَاقَ And we blessed both of them. وَمِن ذُرِّيَّتِهِمَا مُحْسِنْ وَظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِهِ مُبِينَ And a huge progeny and generations and entire civilizations came from his two sons. And there were good people and also some people who wronged their own souls amongst their generations to come, their progeny. And this passage is so well known to us, rightfully so. And we talk about it every time because of the sacrifice of Ibrahim salam and how that led to the udhiyah, the sacrifice, the qurbani that we make at the occasion of Eidul Adha. And there's many lessons. But one of the very profound kind of asrar, sir, one of the nuances, one of the very beautiful nuances that are embedded within this passage is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us the secret to attaining peace and tranquility in this life. And that is, there are things that we are going to want to do. There are things that will be beloved to us. There are things that we'll want more than anything else. Things that we enjoy. And here's the catch. They aren't necessarily bad things. But they will sometimes come into conflict with what Allah has asked of us. What Allah has asked of us. And at that time, we all have a decision to make. Which one are we going to prioritize? Are we going to prioritize what I want to do? What I'd like to do? Or am I going to prioritize what Allah has asked of me? And that choice, first of all, look what Allah asked Ibrahim for. Sacrifice your son, your child, your own flesh and blood. Something that you love more than life itself. Sacrifice your child. Why? Because that's what Allah wants from you. And he was willing to do that. May Allah never test us. But that little conflict that we face periodically is so minor and insignificant to what Allah asked of Ibrahim It could be something as small as you had iftar at a friend's house. You're sitting there, good company, it's not a bad thing. Enjoying yourself, talking. You're going to pray, but you say, you know, we could just kind of pray here in a little bit ourselves. But then you know that it's the month of Ramadan. The rewards are being multiplied. The house of Allah is calling to us. The book of Allah is being recited. I know that that's where I should go. Something small, insignificant like that. And then there's this inner conflict. And we start all the negotiations. And then we all, mashallah, become scholars of this religion. Tarawih is not fard, is it? Right? And, you know, and at that time we have a decision to make. We wake up for suhoor. Mashallah, have a very nice elaborate suhoor. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, I got to get some sleep. The last hour and a half I didn't need to get sleep. Now at this minute I have to get sleep. And that's why I can't go pray Fajr in the masjid. Little things. And... 
in those moments, we have a choice to make. And peace and tranquility, the secret to attaining this serenity, this tranquility in the heart, a peaceful, beautiful life, hayatun tayyibah, is in prioritizing Allah. And Allah did not even make Ibrahim go through with the sacrifice. He just had to be willing. That's all we gotta do. We just gotta be willing. And we'll see the benefits and the blessings of that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the ability to practice everything we've said and heard. Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi, subhanakallahu wa bihamdik, nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta, nasaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.